Thanks for staying with the KDK9 show. I greatly appreciate it. Okay, what did I do? Oh, I couldn't forget what I what did I just do? Okay, a large number of dogs broke into a pet shop. What do you think happened? Uh, they they threw a party and raised the roof. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty good. Roof. Okay, Dr. Jess, you have any idea? Oh, turn you on. I heard they. I heard you well, but they. Couldn't. Yeah, I was not thinking of anything so clever. I was just thinking they probably ate all the small pets. I was going to say they they <laughs> ate, ate the all ferrets. the food. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the small pets. Now that was very sad to think of. Jeez. The dogs do. Okay, a large number of dogs broke into a pet shop, and the police are looking for leads. Ha! <laughs> 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 there you go. <laughs> That was pretty good on yours, though. The wolf. Yeah. Get, get that wolf. Right I mean, I throw a party. There you go. Free food, right? That's what dogs would do. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh, speaking of this free food, but anyway, that has nothing to do with that, but it just made We were talking about uh, spikes in Forest Lake. Spike Hole uh, up there. They re. It used to be Hole's feed for, I don't know how many, almost 100 years, if not more. And anyway, Spikes brought it out, which is a Gertens. Okay. And they've been remodeling it for a little over a year. Mm-hmm. They just opened it up this past Wednesday. Oh my. I walk in there and just stood literally, no wait for this. Speechless. <laughs> wow. It's got hardwood floors. Their their dog and their cat section is awesome. Their their chicken section is awesome. Their horse section. And then they got some hardware stuff. And oh you guys, you gotta get up to uh Spice Hools in, in Forest Lake. I weirdly love feed stores. Oh. It's from when I was a kid and I was spending summers at my grandma's in Nebraska. Yeah. And you'd go to the feed store in the summer and they had the chicks, they have yeah. fun toys, yeah, yeah. they have dog things. Yeah. No, you gotta go to Spike Hools. It's it's a, and then they're gonna be building two greenhouses up there, I guess. And they got you know, so much planned for that corner. I mean, it's literally going to be the showcase of Forest Lake. It is phenomenal. The outside, they put this magnificent hot red roof on it, and then it's really shining. And then the, if you would have yeah. seen Hole's feed mail in the, prior to this, you thought nobody, it wasn't open. <laughs> because it was pretty shabby. <laughs> and now it's just this beacon of just gorgeous. It's unbelievable. Awesome. So got to get up there. Yeah, I'm hoping to do some some stuff up there with them. You know, like at, come in and ask Katie Canine questions, you know. I'm hoping. Okay, who's up next? Next up, we have Kim, whose cat uh, absolutely is disgusted by his own water bowls. Well, already then. <laughs> okay, and so why is he disgusted with the water bowls? Hi, Katie. Hi there. I got to get up to Forest Lake, by the way. That sounds like an awesome season. Oh, yeah. so oh I got to do it. It is so cool. It is so cool. <laughs> got to do it. Yeah. Okay, so, so what's anyway. going on with the cat? Yeah, so I adopted a five-year-old cat nine months ago. Okay. And he, so yeah, he has some water bowl behaviors. We have two separate water bowls for him that are cleaned daily, filled with cold, filtered water. Okay. Uh, When I fill the water bowl, he goes over to it and paws all around it in all directions. Yeah. As in, he's using his litter box and does not take one drink and walks away. Okay. So what is that? Well, a lot of cats, you'll notice that. I'll, you know, I notice that with my cats, too. They'll be at the water bowl, and the paw will be kind of scratching. Like you said, like they're scratching litter or whatever on one side, and then they'll drink, yeah. and then the paw a little bit more, and then they'll drink a little bit, and then they walk away, okay? Now, um, 
Uh, so is he, he does not drink at all. He is pawing around that with both front claws. Right, but has just, nope. okay, okay. Has he drank from it at all? He yes. He used to yes. He random yeah. He, he will drink from it. Yeah, he will, but very little, and okay. he just likes to claw all around that mold and then just walk away from it. Yep. Okay. Um. Uh. What do you feed? He has mostly dry food because he does not like canned food. He does like it. you got to give him a time to get over to it is what it is. Everybody thinks that they can switch it right away. Cats, remember, cats have uh, dogs have masters, cats have staff. Okay, anytime that you want to change uh, in a cat's diet, you got to just like, okay, say, take uh, like a tablespoon of the dry and a half a teaspoon of the wet and put it together. And pretty soon they're going to start eating that wet and it becomes more and more wet and then more and more or less and less dry. I had one cat, Bubba, when I got him, he was 38 pounds and um, I got him down to 16 pounds. He was brought in to be put down because he wasn't using his litter box anymore. You know, he wow. couldn't. He couldn't move. There was no ground clearance on his gut. Uh, no. no. And he's, he would, with the weight for so long, his front legs are bowed. But anyway, and so the thing is, is that it took me almost a month and a half to get him to go from dry to canned. And anyway, but it, like I said, if you keep presenting it on a regular basis, small and then it gets more and more and more, they will eat it. And, but that's the thing is that um, because the cats, have, they're drinking, all, if they're eating all dry, remember that's dry matter and that's a 50 to 60% carbs. I know, it's not good. Right. right. And so in cats, that car, the cats have a totally no carb need. So the thing is, is that it's very important unless you want more vet bills. <laughs> but the thing is, is that um, if he drank out of it once and he's not now, a couple of things. What kind of bowl is it? A plastic bowl? A uh, glass I, I bowl? I have a stainless. I have a stainless steel bowl, and then I have a ceramic bowl. Okay, and so then I would the the stainless steel bowl yeah, bowls. A lot of dogs and cats don't like because it makes noise. Okay, you can't hear, it, but they can. All right, and now you have a ceramic bowl. Then just mm-hmm. try just try with the ceramic bowl. You know, just pull pull the uh, the steel one and just try the ceramic bowl. Okay, okay. And he or, does paw around that ceramic bowl. Okay, yeah, and that pawing, that's no big deal. You're lucky that it ain't a dog and spilling the water all over the place. Well, right. Okay? What does that mean? Is he trying to like bury the water? No, what no, no, no. Doing that? That's one th- uh, quirk that I never really stopped to analyze or ask anybody about because to me it's no big deal. I think it's funnier than heck to watch, and so that's what my cats oh, yeah, do. Too. Yeah, so my kids would do no that. One, no one can believe it. I mean, they see it and they're like, "What's he doing?" I said, yeah. "I don't know." No, yep, no, they do that. I've had them drink when one paw is doing the thing, and then right. I have, yeah, I have them just do the paw thing. Then they drink, and then they go back to the paw thing again. Okay, but so just getting him to eat some wet food, I don't have to worry so much then about him drinking so much water. Exactly, exactly, okay. exactly. Because otherwise, your, your kidney and livers were going ding, 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 ding. Big problem, big problem. Doctor Jesse, you got uh, something to add? No, in? I think you're right on. Okay, it might also be worth thinking about like um, the type of ceramic. Like, you know, maybe just try something totally different. I have I have two ceramic dishes for for my dogs. I guess because I've never seen my cat drink. But um, like one one is blue on the inside and the other one is white and everybody mm-hmm. seems to prefer the white one. Okay, well that's cool. Hmm. Yeah, so yeah, so you don't know. Yeah, but because like you know how you can get super cute dishes that have like an old yeah. picture of a dog <laughs> in the no, bottom or something. Just maybe try something that's 
plaid. Does a plaid jeaner? Yeah. It, it is a plain it is a plain white ceramic bowl with little cat ears on okay. it. You know? Okay. Maybe <laughs> try maybe try something different. Maybe a different shape. Or move I'll it. Avoid these cats, I you know, tell you. Yeah, really. Or put it someplace in a different spot that's not in the exact same spot that it is now. And just mm-hmm. see with that. There could be something going on in that spot for some reason. We don't know. You know, we just right. gotta try different yeah, things. And you know how okay. some cats some cats prefer water that's moving? Yeah. So some cats do yeah, better with a I fountain. Tried that too. Oh my! Look at you. <laughs> I did. I tried that. He's a, he's the only pet in the house, so he's okay. spoiled. We've tried. You know, we've tried the moving water. Okay. And then the next step is the pet psychic. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, oh, yeah. The pipe well, pet psychic. That, yeah. There you right. go. Well, no. we'll just keep pushing that wet food and. Yeah, because that's the whole thing. Just take your because t- t- with my Bubba, what I did is I would line up twenty nuggets of dry, and then at the oh. end would be a half of a teaspoon of dry or wet. Yeah. Okay. okay, so he'd go and he'd be taking, the, you know, now he's getting his exercise, <laughs> walking for each nugget. Then he'd get to the yeah. end and I'd have like one nugget stuck in the dry there and he'd lick yeah. it. He'd kind of, you know, do that with his tongue, like what? Then he'd lick it and pretty soon it was gone. And then pretty soon there became less and less dry okay. and more and more wet. And pretty, I got them all the way over. But there are some cats that are carb addicted, and they just don't want to relinquish their carb. But if you if you're patient enough, you can get them over. Try some raw hamburger, raw well, chicken. Try different things. It. Okay, but yeah, I, just I tried chicken. Yeah, but you just give um, them a pinch. Right, right, right. Yes. A tiny amount. And, yes. and okay. think, think in terms of months. Like if you were going to transition them to canned food over the next six months, how much would you start with tomorrow? Okay. Right. Like half of a half of a pencil eraser. Yeah, cats take change different, and some cats are like some dogs. They're gluttons. They'll eat anything, whether it's whatever. You know, but like my Adeline, look at all the stories I talk about Adeline, everything she gets into. She's eating chips. <laughs> She's eating, oh yeah, see, you know, yeah, that's the whole thing. And some cats are like that. But if a cat's been fed one thing for too long, the transition is really tough on them. But once okay. they get used to transition, then all of a sudden you can transition more and more stuff. Okay. And he'll drink, the, he'll drink all the liquid out of the canned food. Yep, good. But he won't eat the chunks. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, no. You want pate. You take pate. He won't, uh, he won't even touch pate. Okay, but He'll no, you didn't let me. You didn't let me finish. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, you want to okay. take the pate and you want to yeah. put a little bit of warm water so that it makes a little oh. bit of a gravy, and then there put that because cats lick their food; they don't chew their food. Okay, oh, unless okay. you know the piece is too big, they'll lick it first and crunch it once, and then send it down. But if it's a smaller one, they'll just lick and swallow. And so that's why if you make it more of a gravy mixture, nine times out of ten, okay. the cat will, you know, will eat it because he's kind of drinking it. Okay. Ah, okay. That's what I have to do. Okay. So give that a shot and All keep right. me posted, okay? That is perfect. Thank you so much. You bet, kiddo. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Yes. Hey, Ellie, how are you doing over there? We haven't heard much from you. Oh, Same with Marie. We're doing great. We haven't heard much from from Maria. I haven't even got her up to, to go up and um, turn on her mic. <laughs> <laughs> People are excited to talk to Dr. Jess today. There we go. We like that. We like that. That's why she's on once a month. Take advantage of it, okay? Okay, which adventure uh, became the first woman to travel into space? Oh, that was stupid. How about this? what? Who was the first woman who tra- uh, uh, traveled into space? Hermo- you know, okay, Hermo- Hermione. 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 Thank you. <laughs> uh, Granger. Valentina. Yeah, right. Some 
T-R-T-E-R. She goes, Tiskrovka, yeah? I'll, we'll get this later, okay? <laughs> but anyway, Sally Ride and Kate uh, Middleton. Okay, Kate Middleton, Sally Ride, Hermione, Granger, and then that Valentina, uh, uh, it looks like a Russian name. We'll be back. <laughs> All right. Oh, whatever, my glasses. Did you notice that my head is was not tilted this week, Ellie? I actually got another pair of glasses. I broke the rim of my glasses. Oh, yeah, you were a little cock yeah, so I'm kind of like sitting like this. Now, see, I'm sitting straight. La, la. Okay. Let's see. The first woman to travel into space. Hermione. Is that right, Granger? <laughs> Hermione. Thank you. <laughs> Hermione. That's enough. <laughs> Valentina. What did you say? <laughs> Some some Russian left. <laughs> <laughs> Sally Ride and Kate Middleton. Who do you what you say in there, Ellie? Uh it's Sally Ride. Okay, Dr. Jess? Yeah, it has to be Sally Ride. Or it's the Russian one. <laughs> oh, maybe. It's, it's, we don't know who she was. That that's Valentina. <laughs> okay. It ends in an A. <laughs> it ends in an A. But her name is Valentina, okay, from Russia. Well, maybe it was Valentina. It is. That's what I just said. Oh, it was Valentina. <laughs> so we can Hello. figure out her last name. We can figure out her last name. P-E-R-E. So, S-H-K-O-V-A. Yeah, so that is her picture in the Tarashkova. Tarashkova. So that is her picture in the corner there. Well, that, how that do was you know? hint. She looks Russian. Okay. She's got pictures. She's got a leap on me. There's a picture. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't happen all the time. <laughs> it didn't look like Sally Ride. No, it kind of looks like Sally Fields. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Where are we? Well, next up, we have, uh, excuse me, Donna, who has some questions about arthritis medications for dogs. All right. Arthritis. Arthritis. arthritis yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's rubbing off on you, Ellie. <laughs> okay. Hey, Donna, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. Good, good. What kind of what kind of dog or cat do you have? Uh, Lucy is a miniature dachshund. Oh, and how old? Fifteen. Oh, nice. Okay. And what's going on? Um, she became paralyzed, uh, partially paralyzed in her back legs about two and a half months ago, and um, limited mobility. But I thought that the her front legs began to show stress. Okay. And we gave her one dose of the once a month arthritis me- medication that they have. Now, I'm sorry, I don't remember the name of it, but I'm wondering, Dr. Levy, what your thoughts are on that arthritis, arthritis medication without having any MRIs done on her back, which was the problem for her paralyzing, or anything done on her front. Wait, what do you mean? Oh, she she never um she has limited mobility because she, Right, right, right. So 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 why was the MRI not done? Oh, cost. Okay. Because that wanted to put her to sleep actually. Okay. Uh she's fifteen. Yeah. Has she been to a chiropractor? She has not. It is time. It is time to make really friends with your local chiropractor. Yeah. Because you have to maintain mobility overall. So if she truly has some kind of ascending paralysis where it started in the back legs and now it's kind of heading up her spine to the front legs, you know, that's kind of one segment of, you know, possible causes. 
most of these dogs, I think, just, you know, slip a disc. So um, yes. then, you know, the main thing is to uh, keep her weight down. Is she a short-haired dachshund? Correct, yeah. Uh, can you see her ribs? Uh, she went from four, over 14 pounds after deer season down to 11. So she's at 11. She's pretty good now. Could you see her ribs? Yeah. Okay, good. You want to keep her at the point where you can see her ribs. Um because you have to, you know, keep her lean so that her weight doesn't become part of the problem. Um, as far as this this new drug that's out, uh, Librella, I think it's called. It's, um, uh, you know, along the lines of the ones that they use for humans where the drug name ends in uh, Mib or Mab. It's like one of these monoclonal antibody kind of things. Um, you know, it's tough to know. I, I don't think we have a lot of data about the long-term effects of those things. And I think, too, with these dogs... Like there's the flip side. So reducing inflammation is one goal, but then maintaining mobility, decreasing weight, using supplements that are going to support spinal health. You know, what about that part of it? So they think that there's a lot that you can do there. Does that make sense? So, so, yeah. So with these dogs, I would say, um, you know, switch her to raw food if you're not already feeding uh, frozen raw diet. Um but at room temperature, not frozen. Right. You thaw it, but I mean, not not freeze-dried, but, you know, feed an actual raw diet. Uh, one supplement that I use a lot for these dogs is uh, called Vetri Disc, V-E-T-R-I-D-I-S-C. And it's made by Vetri Science. And you buy it on Amazon, because I don't know where else you get it. Uh, but Vetri Science Vetri Disc is made from bovine tracheal cartilage, and it helps the discs in their in the spine maintain their sponginess, like they're supposed to be fluid-filled donuts. You know, not stiff little calcified pieces of floating junk. Uh, so I would do that. Um, I would use uh, a supplement like Standard Process canine musculoskeletal support because it has ingredients that support not only joints but also tendons and ligaments and the tendons and ligaments are what hold your spine together and prevent the discs from escaping where they're supposed to be so you have to have strong connective tissue you have to have strong tendons and ligaments also with the canine musculoskeletal support one of the main ingredients is boswellia which is a powerful anti-inflammatory um so I would also put her on a collagen supplement. If she's not on one, you buy collagen supplements at the health food store. And you yep. need to, yeah, so you get like bovine peptides, basically a bovine collagen supplement. And if she weighs like 10 pounds, then you give her 10% of whatever it says to for a human to take. So okay. you just kind of, yep. yeah, do some quick math. Um, so So those are things that I would start with that like relate specifically to the, spinal problem as well as chiropractic and i i've worked i've worked with a couple of uh, animal chiropractors who i've seen them like reverse dogs that are like using losing the use of their hind legs due to back problems and they can typically regain their mobility just depends on how bad it is yeah i think that that would help her tremendously because i can see her spine just accordion up the more she walks. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, so they they end up with a very, like, arched body posture. Yep. 
because of the pain and also because they're trying to use their bodies. Um, and then also they tend to kind of lose the muscles alongside their spine. So the like the spine itself starts to look bonier just because of the oh, muscle yeah. loss on either side. But that's why uh, typically a, a chiropractor will uh, be a good source of like physical therapy kinds of things that you need to do at home to, you know, help restore whatever there is. That's exactly what else I wanted to know. So the chiropractor, I really have to say this. Okay, well, I'll just hold on to that thought. We got to run to break. So don't hang up and we'll just, we'll finalize it when we get back, okay? What is the most boring type of dog? What is the most boring type of dog? We'll be back. Hello. I'm standing outside in my underwear, shivering. They say it burns 400 calories an hour. Is this a workout craze or just crazy? No pain, no loss. I just lost feeling in my toes. We could enroll at the Y for a zero dollar enrollment this month. We'd get the latest equipment and a free fitness assessment. And it's inside. Let's go to ymcanorth.org for details. Feel the burn, the frost burn. Hey, hey, thanks for tuning Thanks for spending your Sunday afternoon from noon to two every Sunday here. I appreciate it. Your time is well fun. And so here we go. Ready? Okay, what is the most boring type of dog, Miss Ellie? Uh, no type of dog. Every dog is perfect, and no one should call and be mad at the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you think? Stuffed animal. What is the most boring type of dog? They, okay, a stuffed one. Unless you got a good imagination. I guess. Okay, on the and ding 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 the card says a Dalmatian. A Dalmatian. Dalmatians are not boring dogs. Yeah. They're they are a lot of yeah. dog. And they're guard dogs. People don't realize that. And that's what uh, Walt Disney perpetuated with Pongo to be a nice dog. And the mom and dad wanted to get their kids a Dalmatian. And then they were wondering why the Dalmatians were not being nice to the kids. <laughs> and then, yeah, but people got smart. I haven't seen a Dalmatian like forever. Yeah, I know. Don't I've say seen that. a lot of always, well, well, oh, the resur- I'll, I'll jinx myself. No, the resurgent comes at when Hollywood brings a dog for, you know, they've done three Dalmatians, 101 Dalmatians three times. Okay. And every time that comes out again, then there's a resurgent. Everybody wants one. So I'm hoping that it'll go away because they're, the Dalmatian breeders are finally trying to get rid of that deafness gene. You know, they were doing oh, so yeah. they were doing so good for a while. And then all of a sudden the surgeon comes and everybody's breeding them. And that the deafness gene comes back to life again. And just crazy. Yeah, but it has to do with the excessive weight. Uh, it's, every dog's weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's problematic in dogs. My girlfriend Funny. went to her vet because she had to go... Uh, Take her dog to get snipped, okay, her boy dog, uh, Vinny, and uh, it's a golden retriever. And anyway, she said, Kate, I got there at 8 o'clock in the morning, and I'm looking around at everybody else's dogs, and she says, my God, they're all sausages. I says, I know. That's the problem. Obesity in the animal world is worse than in the human world. And it's just, it's ridiculous. And she says, because she's very proud, because she knows every, everybody that's around me knows <laughs> that is part of my circle. You know, they'll all say, don't say it. Now I know she's got a little pudgy. Don't say it. I'm like, fine, <laughs> you're aware of it. Take care of it. <laughs> you know? And so anyway, um, uh, yeah. So 
she said, I, I, you're always talking about how fat dogs are, how obese they're getting. She said, I, I wouldn't believe it unless I, there was uh, uh, the, the vet that she was going to in the waiting room. It, there was eight other dogs. She says, Vinny was the only one that was like stellar. She said, everybody else, the dogs were, you know, they were just like sausages, you know, from short ones to tall ones. So, and then, which brings us to a, a question. Vinny had his, 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 yeah, you know, his private parts, he got snipped. Okay, all of a sudden she calls me and she goes, Kate, she says, there is this black thing hanging down from his rear end. What is that? I'm like, I'm not a vet. I don't know. Your dog was just at the vet. You should ask the vet. I had no, I said, the only thing I think of is that sometimes what they'll do is they'll, they'll take the nuts out and then they, they cut them, but then they leave the sack. Because there are some people that want, they put in fake nuts. What are they called? I call them nuticles. Oh, nuticles. Nuticles, yeah. yeah. And so it's just like, yeah. Some people, yeah it's, it's, dog? <laughs> yes, they yeah, do. Nuticles. Do Look them up. It's a real thing. <laughs> fake <laughs> balls for dogs. You need to talk to someone about your masculinity issues if you're putting <laughs> fake nuts in the I know. Like, like, like the ones that you can get that you can attach to your trailer hitch. Yes. Yeah, there is. Yeah, that, yeah, that yes. is. I forgot about those two. Because <laughs> yeah, it's, So it's probably just bruising of the scrotum. Okay. And so the, so the, the surgery is actually done through a pre-scrotal incision. So they okay. don't actually cut into the scrotum itself. Okay. But there is probably localized bruising. Okay. And so what that means is that if you're going to have your dog neutered or spayed, you should probably give them a dose of homeopathic arnica afterwards. Afterwards. Yeah, which is a great remedy for bruising. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Every health food store has it. Arnica 30C. There you Mm. go. They also sell it at Canine Crossing. Yeah, that'll help your bruise too. There, Marie. Yeah, it will. Yeah. But anyway, and so, see, we got her to say, but she didn't say, we talk, she got her to talk, but she wasn't, now she, uh, we, oh, we heard her. That's true. <laughs> My listeners didn't, but anyway, and so, so that, so that black sack that she was talking about, that's gonna, that's bruising. Right. And then I that mean, will, yeah, because the scrotum is still there. And so when dogs are neutered, when they're really young, like at the Humane Society, they'll do them in eight, nine weeks. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. A lot of veterinarians are still promoting the four or five month. Uh-huh. And so when they're neutered young, their scrotum is not very large and it's not very well developed. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes after the surgery, it's kind of, you know, shrivels up. Right, right, right. But when you have a dog who's... He was uh, very well endowed. Exactly. <laughs> when you have a dog who's a little bit older, things are a little bit larger, then you have an empty scrotum when you're okay. done neutering them. Okay. And, uh, you know, a lot of times you can get localized bruising. Okay. Sometimes you can even get, like, significant swelling and stuff like that, a lot of inflammation. It, it depends on surgical technique. It depends on how right. well things go. Okay. Um, but I've had people who have had their dogs neutered and two days later, they're like, oh my gosh, he doesn't look like he's been neutered. Oh, yeah. If there's enough swelling and inflammation oh. post-op. Okay. I oh. thought, I thought they just snapped a bull band on him and they were <laughs> driving no, <because>, off. <laughs> no, because that is cruel. Yes. It is yes. cruel. Game on you, Ellie. But also. Well, I don't do it. I don't have cows. <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> also, Arnica would treat that too. There you go. Arnica. So everybody should have Arnica after surgery. There you go. Yeah. Cause my, she hasn't had a boy dog that. From a pup in eons. She's had other boy dogs, but she, when she yeah. got them, she rested them and they were already fixed. And so the size of his nuts were driving <laughs> her nuts. She says, my Lord, I've those are the big, and he's only a puppy. My Lord, what's going to happen when he gets bigger? So anyway, so I said, get him fixed or they drive you. And I think he's eight months old now, if I don't, if I, but anyway, mm-hmm. so yeah, she did. But then she calls me up about 
the black sack. And I'm like, I don't know. Just bruising. Just bruising. Bruising. Okay. Okay, let's take the next... What are we on here? Yeah, we have Kristen, who uh, wants to talk about proper play practices with cats. Proper play practices. I got that. Okay. Hey there. How you doing? Hi, I'm great. How are you? Good, good. So how old is your cat that you got? Um, He is almost two. Okay. And I have heard you say multiple times with adult dogs that playing fetch is really bad on their knees. Mm -hmm. Um, My cat is obsessed with this slingshot toy. He wants to play it every night before bed, every morning when he gets up, and he'll bring it to me over and over, and I just want to make sure that's okay for his age. Okay. So how old did you say he was, too? He's almost two. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay, that's a good... Uh, I don't know this answer, Dr. Jess. When does a cat's uh, bones or skeleton seal? Dogs seal it, too. When does a cat seal? Um, probably about the same. Two? Yeah, okay. or a little okay. bit earlier. Okay. But I think, too, I mean, you're, you're, the, the growth plates will, will close before that. Um, I think you're pretty safe. The only thing I would say is that if you're slingshotting something for the cat to go chase, just make sure they're on a non-slip surface. Mm-hmm. Even oh, though, okay. Even though it is funny to watch when dogs and cats wipe Fight. out on yeah. your floor, yeah. it is not good for them. Got good. it. Right. No problem. Exactly. And then also, okay. too, like, you know me and um, people create ball compulsive disorders with dogs by throwing it and throwing it and throwing it. Don't do that with your cat. Okay? So the thing is, is that it should be your idea. You said earlier that he brings it to you or whatever. Yes. Okay, then just say thank you and put it in a drawer. And then when you decide you want to do it, then you can do it. Right, because oh, okay. you don't want right. to create. That's how many bulk compulsive disorders become. The dog says, you know, brings it back, throw it again, throw it again. So all of a sudden, the person's throwing it fifty times. You know, so, and then when you bounce a ball with a bulk compulsive disorder dog, that the whole world stops. They just throw it again, throw it again. Uh, okay, and what okay. we want is, like I say, with cats, you don't want to play rough games, you know, or wrestling games or anything like that, because then they grow up to those claws are fast and they hurt. All right. So yeah. the thing is okay. that sometimes use that toy once and then just take and put it away quickly. All right. Uh, just like okay. when you use a laser for a cat, you just don't turn it off. It goes around something and then the cat is kind of like, hey, hey, it went back to how do I get back there to get it? All right. <laughs> sometimes use, a, you know, use different, even though it's fun to watch, use different types, you know, like a peacock feather. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have uh, b- the bird. I don't know how to explain this. It's like a real thin wire. It's got a wire handle. And at the end of it, it looks kind of like a, a dragonfly. And the thing okay. moves like you would. It's the goofiest thing. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And I'll do that with Adeline, but I do it on the, the carpet in the living room because she will literally do a backflip, you know, following it. And then all of a sudden, I'll just have it go down behind the couch, you know, and she's looking at it. And then I quickly kind of gather it and then I kind of cup it. And then now it's mine. And now I go put it away. <laughs> okay. You know, so, so I you, need to make sure I'm not just doing it. At- I'm not following what he wants, but just limiting it to. Okay. Well, you, yeah, but then don't sense. overdo it because you, okay. you know that's a lot of flipping and da da da. You might need a chiropractor after that. After right, a while, I, I would th- I would think about maybe having like, you know, a different toy for every day of the week. Mm-hmm. 
That way, also, oh, okay. that way, also, they don't get bored. Yeah, that's true. because the toy that they played with yesterday is gone, and today we're playing with something different. That's different, yeah. And boxes, okay. cats love boxes. Of course, so absolutely. We, you know, my daughter used to make castles out of boxes with duct tape, and the cats nice. go in there. And the thing is, it's like you could, you didn't know where the cats were in there. She had it all, you know, because she didn't put windows or nothing. And I'm like, okay, put windows in here. I want to see where the cat is in there. <laughs> and so, so but that's, you know, there again, it's intriguing to the cat. And, you know, the mm-hmm. old saying, you can't catch a cat, put a box out and you got him right away. <laughs> There's also that uh, pop-up squirrel. Oh, thing. yeah, that's that's funny. That is. Have you seen that? The pop-up squirrel for the dog, not the dog, but well, they got one for the dog, but for the cat. Really? Pop- no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think a dog would just destroy it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's like the, the, a, ba- a round base with holes in it, and then you don't know which hole the squirrel <laughs> is going to pop up, up at. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's pretty funny. But yeah, so okay. yeah, so just, you know, you know, just use common sense. And I, as I tell people, if you could do the same thing the cat can or the dog can, you know what I mean? Uh, if you can do it 50 times. Okay, then great. Do it 50 times with a cat. If you can do it once, then do it once with a cat. Okay? Sounds good. Thank okay, you so much. You bet, Kim Tates. Bye-bye. All right. Yep. Bye. Oops. Wrong wrong name. It wasn't Kim. I wasn't paying attention. Where are we at? Oh, we got it. It's go. Kristen. You're just Kristen. fine. Okay, thank you. Okay, why are dogs unable to get an MRI? Why are dogs unable to get an MRI? Last question of the day. We'll be back. Okay, let's see. Why are dogs unable to get an MRI scan? I have absolutely no idea. This is really dumb. Is it a joke? I was yeah. like, can dogs not get MRIs? Yeah, no, no, this is a joke. These are dumb dog jokes. Remember that? Oh, because yeah, uh, they'd have to take off their collar. <laughs> yeah, no. Do you have any idea? Because it's not a lab test. Ooh, that's a good that's one. Good. I like that. That's good. <laughs> I'm impressed. It says because only cats sca- scan. Only cats get scanned. Scan. Only, only cats, cats scan. scan. Yeah. Only. Oh. Only okay. cats scan. I like Doctor Jess's. Yeah. Yeah. Years yeah. later. Yeah. Oh well. See, there's always different different ways. Okay. What about this one? What's the similarity between a dog and a marine biologist? Um. Mm. Uh, they both try to catch fish. <laughs> one wags their tail, and the other wags their. Uh, the other one tags whales. Tags whales. <laughs> one wags their tail, and the other one tags whales. I like that one. Okay. Okay. That it's, one's not bad. That's a little clunky. Yeah, it is. Okay. Okay. Last call. We gotta make it quick because we got one more thing we gotta get through with Doctor Jess. This last person we have, Jana, whose dog is scared of the linoleum floors in her house. Yep. Well, well, good reason. <laughs> hey there. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. What kind of pup do you got? He's a 14 month old English Mastiff, oh, and okay. he didn't have any issues with the linoleum before, um, and just recently he he'll run across the floor, but you have to kind of give him a push to go. Okay. Um, so it's just kind of a new thing that came up. Um, and I'm just, and he was um, diagnosed with lines and was treated for it. So I don't know if maybe that's why he's kind of goofy with the floors all of a sudden. Hmm. My guess is he probably slipped and then, all okay. of a, yeah, he slipped while well, you didn't see it. 
And now it's kind of like, uh-oh, glass. It's just like slipping on ice. Then you start waddling yeah. like a penguin so you don't slip. You know, and so that's my guess yeah. is that he, yeah, he, he slipped. And so what you need to do, I know this isn't going to make a fashion statement, but you got to get non-skid rugs in your house and, and create a path for him, okay? Okay. That he can walk. And, you know, a polite path. How many pounds is he? Um... We, he, uh, the last time he was at the vet, he was 130. Okay, okay. And so that's, yeah. like I say, don't get these tiny little rugs. He's a big dog. Sure. Okay, and like I say, it may not make a fashion statement, but you need those non-skid, a good non-skid rug. And you create a path, like, from the living room. You know, paths to rooms that he needs to go to, okay? Okay. But he can learn uh, one good path. You know, that's, that gets him a lot of places. And then if there's other, it is a good way to keep the dog away from things that you don't want to when he won't sure. cross the linoleum floor. But anyway, but the whole thing is another thing too. You can, you know, get, um, uh, I wonder if that would work. You know, the, uh, well, much a secret, you know, the wax. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wonder if that would give enough traction on his paws that he wouldn't slide. That's a possibility. Uh, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I would I would go with the non-slip mask, yeah. but I was thinking too. I would, um, I would take him to a chiropractor, and then also I would say, um, think of exercises that you can do because because these dogs they're they're big, they yep. grow super mm-hmm. fast. Yep. it's like these kids who by the time they hit ninth grade, they're you know they're already six feet tall. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I, like. One of my nephews is like that, where he's crazy tall and also kind of willowy. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it's harder to control their bodies. And mm-hmm. mastiffs are not known for their <laughs> grace. Yes. No. Right. <laughs> and so, so he's got this kind of these this big body and these big feet, and he's yeah. kind of awkward. Yeah. And you yeah. know, probably you know, might not have like the best muscle development at that age. And so, honestly, if I had this dog, I would put together an athletic program. For how am okay. I going to get him to utilize his body in new and different ways so that okay. he develops good coordination? Because yes. yep. that'll give him confidence. Yes. Like, okay. if I'm worried about slipping on the ice, I'm going to be super hesitant stepping yeah. out onto it. Yeah. But if I feel right. like I've got good traction and I can control my body. Uh, yeah, like I said, at 14 months, holy moly. Also, yeah. too, oh, yeah. um, is that, you know, you know what cavalettis are? Like yeah. in the horse world, that is a cavalier. Like you might, might you want right, it, that's like, one of the exercises. Yeah, four inches off the ground or something, not high. Just said he's got to pick okay. his feet up and not yeah. just. Come and a lot of times, them. what I tell people is, take your mops, your brooms, and your toilet plungers, lay yeah. them down, put the dog on a leash, and walk him through them so that he learns how to Bend his body. use his body. Yeah, and how to navigate okay. them. Yeah, yeah, and you lay stuff down so that. One end is higher than the other, and he has to figure out. Ooh, I got to pick this foot up this high, and yeah, yeah. So okay. it, that's excellent. And okay. if you had, if you had, like you know, if you have a, a down log somewhere, have him get up on it and walk down it. Remember that scene from Dirty Dancing? Yeah, there you go. Right? <laughs> All that coordination. <laughs> <laughs> Massive dirty dancing. Yeah, there's a correlation there. there I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But you have to think like what's what's gonna kinda teach you how do yeah. I keep my legs yep. underneath my body? Yep, that kind of thing. That's exactly it. Okay. okay? Bend them. Thank you so much. You bet. Take care, kiddo. Okay, bye bye. All of a sudden it's like <clears throat> right. Okay. Okay, now we got one last thing we need to talk about, and that's called Pyometra. Pyrometra. Pyo. Pyo. Pyometra. Yeah. Well, you know how long it took me to say antiplasmosis? And now I got oh, it. Oh, <laughs> <and>, uh, <plasmos. laughs> Yeah. Why? 
<laughs> no, don't give me another one. Okay, yes. pyrome. Pyo. 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 Okay, explain first of all what it is. So pyometra is a uterine infection. Okay. Right, so we only have intact female dogs, and I'm assuming intact female humans, but I don't know anything about that. Okay. Um, you run the risk of a uterine infection, infection in the uterus. And okay. the risk is that your uterus, not your the dog's uterus, yeah. could be, essentially turn into kind of a giant abscess. Especially if the cervix closes and the goo that's collecting the uterus cannot escape. Okay. And that turns into an emergency spay surgery. All right. So when, when you have to have your dog spayed at 3 o'clock in the morning at the ER, it is much more expensive than having your dog spayed at a normal time of day yeah. by your local vet. Right. So what are some signs? Um, swelling of the abdomen, but discomfort. I mean, it's an infection. These dogs are really sick. So loss of appetite, lethargy, not feeling good. Do they smell? Droopiness. Not necessarily. Okay. But I I guess I wouldn't know. I have a really lousy sense of smell. <laughs> so, so do my husband. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But anyway, and so who's prone to these? At what age of female dogs? Or These are only intact Females. Right, because you have to have a uterus okay, yeah. for this to work. <laughs> yeah. We're to be having a sex selection on Katie Canine. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, but like the, the cases where I've seen it happen are, so it typically, like it's not going to happen while they're in heat. Okay. But it will happen after after, after being in heat, like a month or two afterwards. Okay. Um, sometimes high stress situations can bring this about. Um, uh, also, I have seen cases where People have an unspayed female dog and a neutered male dog. Okay. And they will let them kind of get together. Yeah. Okay. I believe the things you're making me discuss. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Use it for, we're talking to four-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> and so that, I have seen females get pyometra from that. Oh, interesting. Yes. Okay. Um, now, if the, sometimes people want to keep a female dog intact, like if it's a valuable breeding dog or okay. something like that. Um, or if you're thinking, oh my God, you know, I don't have the money for the surgery. Okay. Something like that. So if the cervix is open and the discharge, which is going to be purulent, it's going to be pus because this is an infection. If it can still escape through the cervix, you potentially have the option of trying to use antibiotics. Okay. However, antibiotics, like when you take an antibiotic, you're depending on your bloodstream taking the drug to where it needs to go. And abscesses, as well as your uterus, if it turns into a giant abscess, there's not good blood flow on the inside. Ah. So it's hard to get the antibiotics to where you want them to go. Oh, interesting. Okay. So that is why antibiotic treatment in pyometra is kind of hit or miss. And as soon as it is detected and your vet diagnoses it, then you just need to be like, because sometimes they'll say we need to go to surgery right now. And people are like, oh, my gosh, I'm not prepared. I don't have the money. I don't want to blah, blah, blah. Then it's kind of like, if you don't do it then, just be prepared. You might be doing it in a day or two, mm-hmm. and you might be doing it in the middle of the night. Wow. Wow. So. Okay. Yeah. So this happens. So like, they have to do a complete hysterectomy to the dog, correct? Yeah. They'll just take the uterus okay. out, and they'll take the ovaries as well. Okay. But like the the boxer that I had when I was growing up, uh, we bred her to a neighbor's boxer guy who lived a couple doors down. Mm-hmm. And that was my one experience breeding my dog, because she got spayed at three o'clock in the morning. Why? Because she developed pyometra. Really? Yeah. Apparently, he was not a clean boy. Oh, he's been a guy about town, huh? Or something. Yeah. yeah. So before we get right out of time, make sure, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, through my website at holistic-vet-care.com. And Ellie, did you put... Uh,
put her put her yeah we got her linked on, on the kdk9 okay, uh, so, show page yeah so you can go to my show page uh the letter k letter what was this okay the website is the letter k <laughs> the letter t the letter k the number nine dot com that's mine Valent, but otherwise valentina tereshkova First woman Otherwise, in space. Well, he learned great things on this show. Okay, so even though when some people can't say the name right. Okay, my uh, talk, 1071.com, go to my KDK9 show page, and you can see all the links. And what funny did you put up today there, Ellie? Uh, what's up on the show page today? Yeah. We got seal pups over in Maine, and Alex, the world's smartest bird who ever lived oh really cool mm-hmm. cool and, and marie thank you for coming down you're the quietest i did i can honestly say this you're the first person in 20 years i didn't get one thing over the air when you get it in studio we didn't get it on air though uh, and always dr jess thank you so much for coming down greatly appreciate it and give your site again thank you holistic-vet-care.com thank you all you take care have a make it a great week see you next week bye-bye